Real Bad is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. If you want to explore more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head over to cageclub.me and check out some of our friends. Hello and welcome to another episode, Christmas episode ho, ho, ho. of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad Christmas movies this month and why they want to ho-ho hurt us. Uh, I'm Nick Jenkins. I'm not, I'm not good at improv. I like that a lot. Uh, and today I am joined by three friends. First, Matthew Gatos. Hello. Bill Mead. Hi, everybody. And Sam Schultz. Hi. And we are going to dive back into the 90s. Uh, actually, last week's episode was 1996. This is 1996 as well. What was the first one we did? Well, the very first one was Elves. Oh, that was probably the 90s, too. I think it was the 80s, 89. Uh, oh, It was yeah, 89. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Close enough to the right. 90s. Because, like, 1991 was really 1980s. Guys, just Googling yeah. Elves does not work. <laughs> <laughs> you will get a lot of misinformation. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, so last week was Santa with muscles with a big muscular guy in a Christmas movie. And this week is Jingle All the Way with a big muscular guy in a crispy, in a crispy cream movie. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Jingle All the Way, also starring Sinbad, Phil Hartman, and Rita Wilson for some reason is in this. And Jake Lloyd. And Jake Lloyd. Can't yeah, forget Jake. <laughs> yeah, a few others show up too. Really? You got I mean, Chris Parnell. Yes. Who? Kurt, Chris Parnell, he's, uh, he's an SNL guy. This was way guy. before. Yeah. He was, this was his he first was, movie ever. This is his yeah. first movie. And then you got uh, Curtis Armstrong shows up. Who? Who's that? that he's one. Booger from Nerds, guys. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He's literally got like two lines. Yeah. <clears throat> Wait. He plays he? Booster at the end. Oh, that's who that is. Yeah. yeah. And the, the DJ is the principal from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Martin, <laughs> Martin Mall. Yes. Yes. Also right. from Clue. Also oh, from yeah, Roseanne. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. So from better things than Sabrina. <laughs> yes. I, I like Sabrina. He's <laughs> really good at Sabrina. He's Fine. great. Yeah, he's also a really good stand-up comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. So anyway, yeah, we're doing Jingle All the Way, which is, it shows up on a lot of lists of worst Christmas movies of all time. Um, thus far, in our discovery of Christmas movies, I definitely think Santa with Muscles is one of the worst Christmas movies. So I'm going to sort of put that when we're talking about this, I want to compare and contrast a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we get too far into that, we have to do a 60 second plot dump and that person is going to be Bill. Sweet. He's prepared. <laughs> I hope so. Okay. There's not a lot to this movie. No, actually. And in some respects, I kind of appreciate that. Like yeah. it's not overly complicated. Yeah. It's the middle hour of the film is shit happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Are you ready? I hope so. All right. Plot synopsis for Jingle All the Way in three, two, one. Arnold Schwarzenegger plays Howard Langston, a way too busy mattress salesman <laughs> who just keeps missing all of his kids' important events. Uh, after missing a very important karate ceremony, he promises kid uh, the most important toy for Christmas, a Turbo Man doll, but he doesn't know that it's sold out everywhere. Uh Throughout that, he, he after that, he goes to all these stores, tries to find it. It's sold out everywhere. He keeps running into Sinbad, who's a real jerk. <laughs> He's a real jerk in this movie. Meanwhile, Phil Hartman is trying to bang his wife, played by Rita Wilson. Uh, in the end, I know I'm jumping to the end already, he makes it to the Christmas ween parade and dresses up as Turbo Man. And through a series of events, he gets a doll for his son. 
Uh, love can be purchased is the moral of the story. <laughs> oh my God, I actually put that in my notes. <laughs> I love like, don't cost a thing. Except like for one they, Turbo Man doll. I wrote a lot about like, wow, this is a this is a love letter to capitalism right here. <laughs> Pretty like, much. This is... I like that they weren't wacky events or sad events. They <laughs> no, were just they were events. just events. Okay, the, there's a lot of terrible events. A lot of you should have gone to jail events. Yeah. Oh, well, you, oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Blowing up police with a bomb is uh-huh. definitely the top it on that list. It was a non-lethal bomb. He was fine. <laughs> it, was it was just cartoon. filled with like soot. Okay, go yeah. punch a cop, Sam. See what happens. I could blow him up with a non-lethal bomb. It was a cartoon bomb. No it was okay. It. You're still going That's true. To jail. It was a cartoon bomb. Okay, so look. <laughs> before we get too far into this. So, Sam, you liked sort of Santa with muscles. I don't remember if I liked it or not <laughs> okay, anymore. Okay, that's fair. I appreciated it. I thought it was one of the best bad movies I've ever seen, definitely. Oh, wow. Oh, fascinating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what was your impression of Jingle All the Way? Had you seen it before? Did you see it when it originally came out? Like, Yeah, I had it when I was a kid, and I remember the VHS tape sitting on my shelf just mocking me with Sinbad's face and Arnold Schwarzenegger's Sinbad. face. Sinbad? Was he on the VHS? Yeah. He's on the back, at least. He's on the. He was maybe on the front cover of whatever version I had. He was on the back, definitely. Okay. He was he on there make somewhere. The front, he doesn't make the cut for the front of the DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah. He's not really in the movie very much, kind of. So He keeps appearing. Yeah. But yeah, that's I, true. when I saw it as a kid, I hated it, and I continue to this day to mm. hate it. The end. <laughs> I watched it once on the VHS, and then I just never watched it again. But I remember having it and hating looking at I'm it. I'm so surprised that Childhood Sam didn't like this movie. Hmm. I am also surprised that Childhood Sam didn't like this movie. I, I mean, I have ideas of why I didn't like it. Should mm. I say them now or later? Well, let's come. Yeah, let's talk about that now. So, like, what 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 was your impression? I am an extremely like sappy person who loves corny stuff. Yes, you are. As much yeah. as you hate that kind of stuff, <laughs> Nick. I but love it. we both agreed on Harvey. Yeah. Which it does have some sap to it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But it's earned sap. I agree. This movie is the opposite of sap. This uh-huh. movie is so mean. <laughs> and I think I just, when I was a kid, I didn't really like movies where people were like getting hurt. I think was mainly it. And I think it was just too much getting hurt. Didn't I just didn't latch onto it in any way. It's kind of like a Home Alone wannabe, except without any of the like slow moments of reflection that Home Alone has. It's just all somebody falling down and hitting their head really hard. And I found that disturbing as a child. Hmm. Okay. Bill, the uh, the father of the group. <laughs> yeah, I had not seen this movie as a kid. I was aware of it, which is really weird because I watched a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies growing up. And uh, hindsight, I shouldn't have been watching some of the movies because, <laughs> you know. Sure. Yeah, that, yeah. that makes sense. You, you watch Commando <laughs> in your 30s and you go, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> but... Back when he was big, he was kind of also a key for children in a way, wasn't he? The yeah. 80s are a really interesting time in terms of like what kids were watching. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, you, pro- you might be able to stretch that into the 70s as well. But like I do remember that like Family Movie Night would have rated R movies mm-hmm. like that. We would watch Lethal Weapon. We mm-hmm. would watch, yeah. um, you know, Commando or whatever Schwarzenegger movie. And like it was just like that was a part of it. And I remember there were a couple of times one of my friends would be like, oh, no, I'm not allowed to watch rated R movies. Yeah. And I remember having this moment of like, what do you watch? Like <laughs> and <clears throat> and thinking it was kind of weird that there were movies like Star Wars that I enjoyed, but were like, oh, wow, it's PG. Like that's that's fascinating <laughs> to me. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would say the the 80s really into the into the late 80s when blockbusters started to 
reaffirm themselves uh, and mm-hmm. Batman came around and they started, okay, where the money is. The money is yeah. in getting everyone in the family mm-hmm. into the theater. Right. Um, and I think, you know, there's I, I, there's a lot more info there that can be dumped and I'm not exactly, I'm not an expert on it, but I mm-hmm. do know that most of my friends had seen all of the rated R sex comedies and stuff like that. Oh, so like yeah. all of the police academies, yeah. all of that stuff. And we were way too young for it. I remember watching Police Academy a lot growing up. Yeah. Like, Same, yeah. which yeah. is so strange. Yeah. I think yeah. I saw Meatballs. Like, Meatballs? I would never want to watch Meatballs now. Meatballs 2 know. had an alien and it Ooh. was badass. What? Yes. Because cool. Meatball 2 is about snowboarding. No. What's, I've watched a movie about snowboarding and there's a man with two faces in it and I've never been able to what remember. What in the hell? I think he had <laughs> like a costume on and he could snowboard one way and he had one <gasps> face and snowboard the other way and he had the other face. What this movie? Thing. What movie was this? <laughs> oh. There's like a happy face and a mean face <laughs> and one was blue this? and one was red. Oh, please tweet us the answer to yeah, this. Yeah, tell me, knows. tell me because I watched it on At Real Bad TV. Pod. I mean, yeah, I've never heard of Matt this. And at and at Slam Schultz. <laughs> just at all of Twitter. <laughs> yeah, just put it out in the ether. We'll find it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So anyway, I was with so, Bill though. Yeah, like anyway, I, we I, watched a lot of rated R movies. Yeah, and Schwarzenegger we, that was his that was his ply and trade. Yeah. Was so, But I, I hadn't seen this movie as a kid. I was aware of it. It wasn't until college when it was sort of more known as a bad Schwarzenegger movie mm-hmm. that I had seen it. And that was again ten years ago, so I forgot most of that. Uh I watched it again. I ended up watching the beginning about four times in this week because my son had to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a lot to say about the first 20 minutes of this movie. (laughs) That's fair. Before anything really starts happening. Before anything happens. You seem hesitant to put any kind of value judgment on this movie one way or the other. It's I watched parts of it. I I mentioned Schwarzenegger movies because to me that's a very specific kind of movie from the 80s to really mid early 90s. Yeah. And this is an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that is not an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie to me. Mm. I, I would, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. With and that. Yeah. to me, overall, this is just a disappointing movie. Okay, yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay, it's my value of it. <laughs> Matt. Disappointing, Matt. <laughs> I love this movie so much. <laughs> oh, we all God. borrowed this from Matt. He has it on both Blu-ray, of my copies, <laughs> Blu-ray and DVD. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I purchased the Blu-ray when we were getting ready to watch it for this which so. was actually helpful because we got a couple of late starts and like, yeah uh, I, I wound up not watching it one night because I was I was, it was very late when I got home. And well now I have the director's cut if you want to borrow it and watch <laughs> which it. we'll talk about yeah a little bit there's not a lot to say really <laughs> um, but I had a very different childhood where I was also watching a lot of the R-rated comedies and stuff but for me I didn't watch like Predator or Terminator growing up. like The those... two best Schwarzenegger movies. <laughs> and I have seen them since, and I will probably agree with you there. Yeah. But as far as my childhood goes, I was watching Last Action Hero all the time. Mm-hmm. I was watching Kindergarten Cop all the time. I was watching Jingle All the mm-hmm. Way, Batman and Robin. Like, So Arnold Schwarzenegger, to me, was not action hero man he I knew he was that but the movies I watched oh, okay. the most of him in were these family movies mm-hmm. he was just sort of big muscular comedy. goofball yeah, yeah where he was yeah. like I knew who he was in like the grand scheme of things and why he was put into these roles because he was super famous and he's like against type mm. uh, yeah he is kind of ridiculous yeah and that's what I love about these movies and I think the reason we had Last Action Hero on and we're eventually going to do Batman and Robin, I'm sure. And oh, yeah. It'd be really easy to do Kindergarten Cop as well. Hey, I like Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> well, I think, like, probably out of all those, Kindergarten Cop is maybe the best movie. 
Haven't watched that one in a while. Oh, out of those? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but that is kind of who Arnold Schwarzenegger was to me as a kid. Sure. And so mm-hmm. he was never like my favorite actor, but I think I owned all of those movies on VHS and I've owned a copy of, uh, yeah, all those movies for <laughs> like a long time. Like anytime like DVDs came out, I had them all on DVD and then I think I currently own all of those movies on Blu-ray. So, so you as a, love Arnold Schwarzenegger. Kind of. <laughs> okay. But I like... It's like that genre. It's sort of like, uh, to me, it's very similar to, this is a weird comparison maybe, but Adam Sandler in like the mid 90s, mm-hmm. where Adam Sandler was Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, uh, Waterboy. Waterboy. Yeah, that's even a little late for what I'm thinking of oh, like that yeah. prime Adam Sandler. He made like five movies in a row mm-hmm. that just everyone saw, and that was who Adam Sandler was. Yeah. To me, that's kind of that same time period where I was watching these Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. But my family wasn't, like, a huge action movie family. Mm -hmm. We were more, like, the comedy family. Mm -hmm. So I didn't get to see Terminator. Like, for the longest time, I ended up seeing T2 on TV once. And then it was probably another five, six years till I ever saw the first Terminator movie. Mm -hmm. And kind of didn't put it together. They're like, oh, yeah, there's probably a number one of these. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably pretty common with that movie specifically. Um, So, yeah, to me, this this is... this became like a staple Christmas film for me that I just have always owned, have always watched when I, as it like approaches the Christmas season, I go to my DVD shelf and pull out the ones I'm going to watch. And this is always one of the first ones I pull out and plan on watching. So this worked out really well for my already planned movie watching this season. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to make fun of your childhood memories for an hour. I yeah. mean, we've done that before on this show, and it never hurts anything. <laughs> no. I always come this out time the I'm end. not on your side, though. That's true. I've had <laughs> you there for Flintstones and uh, yeah, Super I wasn't, Mario Brothers. I wasn't, I wasn't on Flintstones. <laughs> yeah, okay. But I don't never seen Flintstones. Yeah. So. Same director as this. Really? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Which I found out mid-watch. Probably yeah. not the best movie, then. But then how did it hold up? Like, you're watching it now... Uh, the only thing I, I think I was talking to Sam about this earlier, maybe. Yes. Uh, but the only thing was like, this is the first time I've watched it with a critical eye. Like I've always had the nostalgia filter on it, which I still do obviously, but this was the first time I was more nitpicky and like looking for things to talk about on the podcast. And the main thing for me, which I'm sure we'll get into once we start diving into scene specific things is the very end of the film goes so off the rails for me that even I was starting to lose interest. And I was really glad it was like the last five minutes because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you didn't know how to finish this movie, I think. And this is what you decided to do with it. Yeah. Most notably, the moment with uh, one of Sam's favorite lines uh, is when the uh, the woman news re- reporter or whatever says like, fly, Turbo Man, use your jetpack. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Turbo Man starts to fly. The moment he's goes airborne I'm like oh no he actually already had been flying quite a bit and uh, then she just reminds him he can fly oh okay I, I thought that was the one. first time that she I don't think that. it is um, but yeah, he, he says use your jetpack he flies around then, a lot and it one looks really ridiculous uh-huh. does not look good two it, it's like the rocketeer but if the Rocketeer wasn't like a highly trained human and was instead a man who randomly put on the Rocketeer suit and knew perfectly how to fly it and not die immediately. Yeah. Um, I mean, he should have died, but again, th- this movie every now and then decided to become a cartoon. Yes. I do feel like it being Arnold Schwarzenegger specifically 
gives it some kind of weird meta pass where you just accept that Arnold Schwarzenegger will know how to do everything and be okay when he gets hurt. Yeah, because they just yell at him like, use your turbo ring. And he's like, oh, this thing? All right. I know how to perfectly (laughs) throw a boomerang. Look at me. You ever tried to throw a boomerang? No. It's got to be hard. It's goddamn impossible. I've heard you talk about throwing a boomerang. (laughs) (laughs) I've tried. I've I've been out there uh, with an actual boomerang. I think it was made out of wood. I can't remember. It was either wood or metal or something. Just it just flies straight. Uh-huh. Like it, <laughs> you have to go you, pick it up. You're like, That's yeah, that not. is not like there is a weird thing that you have to do to make a boomerang work. And uh, like, are they yeah. real? Is it real? They're I think real, so. but I don't think the the, the boomerang. The exists. idea that it's going to come back and conk someone in the back of the head. I don't know if that's possible. Hmm. I have no idea. No idea. How this, I just know that I was handed a boomerang and it did not work. <laughs> Someone's like, "Hey, I want to throw a boomerang." You're like, "Sure." Yeah, you just I, whip it. You're like, "That didn't work." Yeah. Uh, so, Nick, what was your take? Since I don't think you watched this when you were younger. No, I, well, I mean, I wasn't younger. That's the problem. Like, right. I was, I was never young. I was, <laughs> I was always a forty-year-old man. Well, when um, this came out, though, when this came out, I was twenty. Right. Okay. So, well, not I mean, the prime when, audience. When it came out to video, mm. I was twenty because it. I was in ninety-seven when I saw it. Uh, not the prime audience, but with Bill, like huge Schwarzenegger fan growing up. Like, mm. I loved. The first Conan, I loved the Terminator. I still love Terminator and Predator, like, which is weird because, like, you know, you have that nostalgia filter. And I was a little afraid sometimes, especially after going to film school and everything, to go back and watch some of these things that I love because I end up going, ugh, mm-hmm. like Highlander. <laughs> but yeah, that one did not pass the test. No, but then you watch something like Terminator or Predator and you're like, oh, no, these are really good Mm -hmm. like they're not just good popcorn movies they're like exquisitely well made Mm -hmm. um both pieces of entertainment and and films in and of themselves so so i was totally excited about anything with schwarzenegger up until probably about 90 right before this his last really good movie was true lies like it and at that point Everything he made was either kind of a knockoff of something he'd already done or it was just crappy or yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but you put Arnold Schwarzenegger's name. It's a Christmas movie. I've never seen that before. I will watch it. So I think me and my dad and his wife rented it one night and we were just like, let's pop it on. And very early on, I was unhappy. <laughs> I was just unhappy. I was unhappy with... Uh, Schwarzenegger's performance in it. I was unhappy yeah. with Jake Lloyd's performance in Ugh. it. Um, I was just uncomfortable with Phil Hartman, <laughs> um, with just that That's character, fair. just the, that Ted character. Is just like I don't this 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 feels bad. Like not oh you know kind of bad. Just like yeah. like I'm unhappy. Yeah, he's like a legit creep in the middle mm-hmm. of a comedy. Movie. Yeah, not even just like the looking back. Oh, that was what '90s movies did. Yeah. Type of funny creep. This was like straight up creep. I think it escalates to the point where he is straight up creep. I think that there is a spot that they could hit where he would yeah. be, where it would maybe be like, "Oh, you look back on it. Maybe he wasn't really trying well, to." In the earlier scenes, he's just the guy who's sleeping with all the women in the neighborhood. Yeah. And to be fair, they're all excited about it. And like, I, oh, yeah. They, like I'm not. I'm so you know. And he's he's trying to woo her, but there's something about the interplay that doesn't work for yeah. me. Yeah. But I'm talking about this as my 20-year-old self right now. So mm-hmm. I was just watching it, and I'm just like, I, I didn't enjoy it. I don't like it. And then by the end of it, I felt like it had reached this cacophony <laughs> that I was just – I was miserable. Mm-hmm. And my memory of it has always <laughs> been, this is terrible. 
Watching it this time, I think I need to be very clear. I don't think this is bad. Yeah. I just don't <laughs> like it at all. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I think it's... <laughs> I'll take it. (laughs) Because I was looking at like the craft Mm -hmm. and it's like well shot. um, It's it's well communicated. Sinbad is, I think, doing a good job with what he's asked to do. I think Um, this this is weird to say. I think there should have been more of him. Yeah. I I would agree with that. But like I also think Rita Wilson's really good. I don't Mm -hmm. know why she's in this movie, but she's really good in it. She probably thought it was going to be her home alone. I, maybe that's it, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, but she's gonna be like Catherine O'Hara, and, mm-hmm. yeah. but I don't like the cartooniness of it. The, and and you're right, it is selectively cartoony, like it, mm-hmm. which I think makes the cartooniness worse. Worse, so if it's cartoony yeah. throughout the entire thing, yeah, like that's fine. Like you yeah. can sell a movie on that, but it's when parts of it are really serious, and then all of a sudden he's punching a reindeer in the face. Oh uh, which is funny to me that, that was part the, is actually funny I only liked that oh, part I'm okay with it but it's like that's one of those moments where you're like whoa it's also a callback to other Schwarzenegger things because he in, punches a camel in he Conan. punches a camel in Conan <laughs> yeah so for me and I think this is going to be an interesting conversation because like I there are a couple things I would change I would do differently Monday morning quarterbacking I don't think the director worked enough with Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. he felt very like he was giving the same reaction to everything I don't think I hate to say this but I don't think Jake Lloyd was a very good kid actor and he kept I think he had a really good agent who was getting him in front of people he just isn't very good in here mm-hmm. um, and I and, and that may seem and sound cruel and I, I hope it doesn't because it's not his fault yeah, it, it's it's the fault of parents and agents and casting directors. Yeah. I think maybe especially with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jake Lloyd together, yeah. it just does not work. That's true no. because actually I didn't mind it so much when it was Rita Wilson and Jake Lloyd. Yeah, but when you put those two together, and uh, I don't know, Schwarzenegger is just hamming it up and and doing that weird thing with the karate. That oh. scene is so that was cringy. Really, that made me really yeah. uncomfortable. He's being so rude about his son's belt. Well, he's doing that, and then also like you can see Jake Lloyd like reading cue cards off screen, uh-huh. kind of like I don't know if that's what's actually happening, but that's what it looks like is happening. Yeah. And so Arnold's being real awkward, and then Jake Lloyd's trying to get a line out, and you're just like, yeah. Oh, what? Well, was this the first day of shooting? Or this man doesn't know how to be around children or Which something. is strange because in other movies where he has had to act with children, it's very yeah. well known that he gets along great with children yeah. and, and likes to work with them and like him and Edward Furlong. And then, man, there's a really good pairing. Like yeah. those two worked mm-hmm. well together. Mm-hmm. But we're also talking about James Cameron, who mm-hmm. is – he isn't Ingmar Bergman in terms <laughs> of working with actors – but he is very specific mm-hmm. and works very hard to get exactly what he wants. Well, I'll and, also say that the kids in Kindergarten Cop are stronger kid actors, I think, across the board mm-hmm. than Jake Lloyd is. And we saw in, like, obviously episode one, like, uh, Star Wars for those that... Oh, I thought you meant... <laughs> yeah, I, I realized... Not a real bad. <laughs> not a real bad. Episode one of Star Wars. Uh, episode Phantom one of real, real Bad had uh, Harry Potter. It did. Yes. Just to confuse everyone even more. Just so more. you're all really confused. <laughs> um, <Huh>? But really <laughs> confused. Sam is really confused. There's a character in Troll named Harry Potter. Oh, duh, I watched yeah. that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but now I forgot my point. But Jake Lloyd in episode one, The Phantom Menace, uh, is not good. And that's... I attributed that to George Lucas. Well, Right, but you can watch on the DVD for Phantom Menace... Uh, the auditions for that role. And he is clearly not the best. He clearly is not the best. There are two other, like, kids who are auditioning, and one of them is just, like, 
Why did this kid not get cast? Oh my gosh, his not getting in the movie has been immortalized in special editions? Yeah. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. So sad. Yeah. I mean, to be fair though, what's worse? Because Jake Lloyd has had a rough go of it yeah. ever he has. since. That's because true. we used to go to the same school uh, in college. What? I never met him or saw him, but we went to the same school at the same time. Uh-huh. Um, and there were flyers that people put up in school. Uh-oh. Have you seen Jake Lloyd? We want to, like, interview him and talk to him about Star Wars. uh, And he didn't want that. He had publicly said he didn't want that. But, like, in every building on campus, there was, like, a flyer to, like, let us know if you've seen Jake. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, and I, again, I put that on parents, agents, and Mm -hmm. casting directors. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, no amount of being a terrible kid actor is should should give you that for god's <laughs> sakes i mean like it just so happens that he ended up being in one of the most culturally important films to come around ever is the mm-hmm. phantom menace i mean like i i, I hate that movie but like <laughs> but like that was a big important touchstone it was yeah. a big deal it was a big deal well and, and even in the negative way that it has been received even that is a huge cultural right. touchdown. Yeah. It was the day innocence died. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. So, so I want to be clear here. Like, it's 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 not his fault. I just don't think he should have been in the movie. But I also feel that way about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, I don't think he should have been in the movie, and I don't think he was good in it. I will say that the scene where he's on the phone with Phil Hartman talking about the cookies, mm-hmm. they are both genuinely very funny in that part. And he, I sure. think, is very good in that part. And I think if he had been playing off more frequently of people who were making him mad, then he would have been better. That was That's something that bugged me about this movie is he's a very normal guy to the point it's flawed. It, it, we established that he's a mattress salesman who's, who's I don't he's know if he's got so many employees or a furniture salesman but does he own Something? the company I don't know he seems to be like the head of the company he he's seems got a big to fancy the office yeah. while everyone else is partying and he's selling mattresses but also in charge of returns because he's calling the warehouse yeah and, and I, I just know. I thought that was weird because in the in these movies typically the the father is so put upon by his bosses yeah. that he has someone to respond to mm. yeah that doesn't That's exist good well yeah point that like uh, like Christmas Vacation has that, mm-hmm. like, and it works really, really well in that yeah. movie. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, that's a really good point. Like, there's usually a board because I'm thinking of uh, Robin Williams and the Hook, or even Tim Allen and the Santa Claus. Right. Like that whole like that thing of like the shitty dad, but he puts work first. But yeah. usually that's because his boss is so demanding yeah. that yeah. he feels responsibility. But in this, it's just him choosing. He's just an asshole. Right. Oh, he's man. He's just not a good dad. That makes me hate him even wow. more. <laughs> well, and he seems to love what he's doing. Yeah, that's yeah. the other thing. Like, yeah. he, he doesn't want to go home. He is just so happy to be on the phone with the, all I... of these number one customers. <laughs> yeah. and the, the fake out, by the way. Number one customer. <laughs> the, the, the fake out where it's like, oh, he's probably so busy. And then it cuts to a party and you're like, oh, he's partying. No, he is busy. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you show that? Why is he yeah. busy? It, yeah, he's like the party has no impact on his lateness no. or his work at all. There's no reason for there to be a party. But I think there could be. That's there the could thing. Be. Like it could be you could be like, oh, he's probably busy, and then there's a fake out, and then yeah. there's another fake out. And I think that could have been an interesting thing that maybe he's a bit more of a Scrooge in some way. Like mm. everybody's partying and he's like, no, I got to do these numbers. That's yeah. so much better. But they don't do thing. that. They, they don't. They didn't think about any decision they no. made in this entire Yeah, because he's not like trying to make his people work 
on Christmas. Like uh-huh. he's the only one doing it, and he seems to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. and it, you know, in this case, it could have been a simple thing of just like him saying a line of like, you know, no, this is how I provide for my family. I work hard, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. And then mm-hmm. he has to realize that no, that providing for your family is not the only thing. Mm-hmm. Instead, his kid sort of makes that realization at the end yeah. for no apparent reason. <laughs> and, and I don't mean to jump all over the place, but th- there's a scene where he's drinking beer of a, a reindeer. <laughs> uh, which at 40 year old me went, what the fuck? Don't give the reindeer. <laughs> After beer. No, I was like, he's not only like drinking with the reindeer, he's giving that reindeer a lot of After, beer. A lot of beer. After the caribou fight. Yeah. Uh, he looks at this picture his son drew earlier in the movie. <laughs> a very good picture. Yeah. It was a pretty good picture. And if I thought, you're going to draw like a simple stick figure version of Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> that is a very good you version. Can't get better and than I that. thought what was going to happen was he's going to realize, oh, it's not about the toy. It's about spending time with my family. <laughs> it's still about the toy. Yes. Yeah. And by the way, this kid, their house is nice. This kid has this awesome Marvel Comics room. Yeah, he's got a mural of Captain America. Yeah. Like the entire wall. The entire wall. And I don't know if this is before or after Marvel had its bankruptcy issues or during. Right around. No. Yeah. Wait, when did Jim Lee's... I don't know. I don't 91, know. 92. This couldn't have been too much separated from that. No. They yeah. were in trouble for a long time. They right? really were. They yeah. were they were failing for a while. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird. They had all this licensing in this one scene. And I thought, oh, maybe they'll make a Turbo Man comic. And I don't know if that did that become a thing. Uh, there might have been like a one off like promotional thing. Okay. But I don't think there was like an ongoing uh, because the movie the only, did not do very well. Yeah. I read the only tie in that they ended up making was the action figure. There was also like a Tiger Electronics like oh, like a little thing, BB I game. Think, yeah. yeah, there was okay. a few things that were loosely tied to the movie. I would say. I think the movie was. <laughs> I think the movie was much more rushed than the marketing guys wanted it to be. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that was. Uh, there was an interview with the director. Maybe it yeah. was where they were talking about the toys, and someone, some critic was like, "You just made this movie to sell toys," and he was like, "Well, no." Because, one, we made this movie in, like, six months. We had no time to make toys. Uh-huh. Uh, and, two, like, it's not a toy that previously existed. Right. So there wasn't, like, it wasn't Mattel makes Jingle all the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if anything, they made a movie that did very bad job of selling toys. Turbo yeah. Man's pretty sweet, though. It's a good toy. Yeah. But is it? I He's think it is. Right. What's wrong it looks with it? really fun. It's too big. It's got the Rock'em Zock'em oh, jetpack and the, the, the size. And... The size is quite strange, definitely. The size... Also, but I think the version he gets at the end is a different size. much bigger. Well, no, but even even the ones that he's looking at in the package, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. But this is a thing in movies. Like, why does you know why does Mel Gibson use a bigger version of a Beretta? Because it looks better on camera. Mm. Bill made a good point about uh, like just I I, I don't, the connection here was like in my brain made sense. But talking about Arnold being like Arnold, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's part of maybe the issue with this film too is that they never really point out that he's not a normal dude there's they one tr- there's, they, yeah. yeah there's one line that Phil, Phil Hartman, Hartman says, where he well, says yeah. you can't bench press your way out of this one and for when that no happened reason. I was like what? oh it's right. Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah yeah and there's also the running but I think thing where yeah. Sinbad the... oh yes he can outrun Sinbad but that also makes me feel like I think I could outrun Sinbad yeah, yeah that made me feel more like judgmental towards Sinbad than like oh, I could not look at Sinbad. this super <laughs> strong man like it in Kindergarten Cop, he's seen, like, when he shows up to teach these kids, like, you're not a kindergarten teacher. Look at you. Yeah. And, like, that's usually his role in movies where he's 
out of place. Like the whole mm-hmm. like Twins and Junior. Yeah. Like those movies probably <laughs> don't hold up very well. I haven't seen them in a long time. Twins is still fun. But, but it's Ivan Reitman. It's again, it's another yeah. really good director. I'm gonna go on record and say Junior probably doesn't hold up. No, Junior didn't hold up when it came out. <laughs> that's, but that's... the whole thing is that he's always a big, imposing guy mm-hmm. who looks out of place no matter where he is. Yeah. And, and he is... spent an entire career playing to that. Yeah. yeah, and like that makes sense in all of the other movies. Like in Terminator, clearly it's like this guy walks into a biker bar, naked helps. But like he walks into a biker bar, he's still an intimidating big guy. And it's like they... They, that one Phil Hartman line is the only time they really reference him I, looking different than a normal dude. And I think that was probably to the credit of Phil Hartman. If I think if anything good was said by Phil Hartman, I imagine it was improv That's my guess. So there was agree. a lot of improv in this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sinbad, Sinbad is yeah, Sinbad. Like entirely improv. Well, that, that was another thing. They I don't know if they still do this, but when there is a comedian who was really popular and then put in a movie, it's like, all right, do your bit yes. about mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what he did. Please but he did a good funny. job. <laughs> he did his job. I know I mean, there's this there's this contingent of people that just sort of think Sinbad is kind of a, a, a joke. He was good. But I think he, I like his particular style of humor mm-hmm. and I like his rambliness. Yeah. Um, he did some podcasts fairly recently and he was so funny. On he's on a new like Hulu show too. Yeah. Yeah. He's and you know he uh, so I and I really he was the only thing in this movie that I consistently enjoyed mm-hmm. and like his uh, Matt brought this up and it is I think it's like it's hard to laugh at it because the scene is so awkward and when it happens you're like this is disturbing but when he starts threatening people with uh, postal bombs he just pulls out things out of there it's uncomfortable and everything but then when the bomb does go off and he's surprised that a bomb went off he's like that was a real bomb it's a sick world (laughs) I love that that was very funny and he delivered it very well and I've always been a fan of Sinbad, and I, I will probably continue to be. I think he, I think he was welcome in this movie. Yeah. The problem is, is when you have somebody who's good at sort of improv and, and rolling along like that, and then you've got Schwarzenegger, who's probably not as much. Uh, that can sometimes it can be really fun, and you have a straight man. But the thing is, is I don't feel like Howard Langston is a straight man in no, this movie. No, I think no. he's trying to be funny. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think Arnold thinks he's also being funny, like Ooh, Sinbad. I'm making a funny face, but his face doesn't move at all. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I think I said this to Nick, was like, Sinbad is like, hey, here's a funny joke, and then Arnold's reaction is just like, Myron. Like, <laughs> that's not, no, you can't just, like, say, like, oh, you. Like, yeah. that's not continuing the joke. Like, Sinbad's carrying every one of those scenes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, there's no yes and to this. It's just yes yes that is a funny joke he said yeah Sinbad had to end his own scenes and sometimes that ended with choking somebody he does choke a woman so at first when that happens you're like oh he's very mad and he's choking a woman this is very weird and even that turns kind of okay because he goes oh don't wear fur and he like pets her coat he's like (laughs) so he tries to play it off like he was choking her because she's wearing fur which obviously still not okay no it's not okay (laughs) don't do that no but a better joke than Arnold could have made in that moment definitely yeah and then you know like when that's the other thing is I felt like Sinbad was very present in this movie Mm -hmm. whereas I didn't feel like Schwarzenegger was as much like he Mm -hmm. just wasn't and I think partially that's because he is um, sorry my ear is ringing Mm. oh I'm having a pain shoot through my head. I just want to make sure I'm not dying. <laughs> I was going to say, do we need to call somebody? I don't think so. Abby, help. 
So help me God, I'm not going to die while talking about Jingle all the way. <laughs> Quick, talk about another movie. <laughs> so Predator. Um, so like even in the store when uh, Sinbad shows up, there's an energy there. And then it feels like the energy kind of gets sucked out by Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he, in the first story, you wanted to talk about that. Well, just he, he Schwarzenegger, the, 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 the thread of the movie is he keeps showing up these stores and typically Sinbad keeps showing up at the stores to thwart him. Uh, I just wanted to talk about Sinbad showing up because he's one of the antagonists in this movies. Yep. Antagonist, also kind of a protagonist, except that he does awful things. He yeah. does really awful things. I mean, things. they both do bad things, they though. Do. They yeah. both yeah. Like, do really bad like, things. There could just as easily be a movie from Sinbad's point of view yeah. where yeah. Arnold is the bad guy. And I, I wanted to say, when we got into this, I, I one, my first job, my first at-a-store job is I worked at a Toys R Us. Mm. Uh, <laughs> wow. As, as, the, as the winter thing, like they were hiring temp workers. And so my relation to this is, is there was this toy, I think it was called like Real Pets or something that was really popular. I didn't have any moments like this, obviously, though, where I laughed at people asking for toys to their <laughs> face. See, yeah. And everyone in this movie was just so mean. Yeah. Like Sam said earlier, there there was just like, oh, I'm looking for this toy. And they're like, ha, 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 ha you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so hey, mean. everyone else, let's <laughs> laugh at them. Let's yeah. laugh at him. I think that's everyone's why you, an asshole. Why did they all want to get into the store so bad? If they knew Turbo Man was going to be in there, that was part of my there. wondering too. Is they were all there on Christmas Eve, lined up at the store at 9 a.m. Yeah. to rush in to what the were Turbo they Man there section for? and then just stand around the Turbo Man. Yeah. Yeah. That Turbo Man, and nobody yeah. wanted Booster apparently, so no. it didn't matter. Oh, oh, everyone hates Booster. Yeah. But, Later in the movie, kids attack him. <laughs> yeah. Beat him up, and he dies but, probably. <laughs> <laughs> he. Uh, what, what Nick said, and like about. Arnold sucking the energy out too, like goes really well with what you're saying too, because it just the, the meanness is what I think makes Sinbad also seem a bit more cruel, especially in that opening scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is like Sinbad shows up, there's some like levity being thrown into this moment where we realize, oh, Arnold messed up, he mm-hmm. didn't get this toy. Uh-huh. Let's see what happens. Oh, Sinbad's here, this will be fun. And like the next thing that happens is like super serious Arnold mode, uh-huh. and yeah. like he's tripping him and like trying to attack him and all that stuff, and I'm just like. Which one's the good guy? Yeah. Yeah. And Sinbad even has, like, he talks about his son more than Arnold Schwarzenegger talks about he his does. son, probably. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a very good point. And he's, like, got this whole sad story and his life. It doesn't seem good. Yeah. So I, I did. More. I did ask my wife at one point while watching this if Sinbad's son was real. <laughs> I had that same. Uh, oh, spoil- it's like Woody Harrelson and uh, Zombieland? Zombieland. Oh, yeah. I was going to say spoilers for planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, that yeah. one too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've never seen that. Oh, oh no. Then never mind. <laughs> good, good Thanksgiving movie. No spoilers at all for planes, trains, and automobiles, oh, but shoot. go watch it, Sam. It's real good. Okay. <laughs> it's not my real good, but it's a real good. Uh-huh. I'll, uh-huh. Lend, I'll lend it to you. Yeah. Okay. So it, it's and just. forget what I said. <laughs> A lot of people in this movie are just mean. You got people laughing at people's faces. Arnold's trying to do physical comedy, which is a bit beyond his capacity. Uh, I think about at one store, they have a weird lottery. And by the way, if you're trying to get something and Arnold's in the same room as you, <laughs> he's going to get it. Not if you're a even little, now, even not if you're a little yeah. kid. Well, okay, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing, I think that goes back to the thing of like, it's not. I don't even have a problem if it's like well executed and it's, mm-hmm. it's not like that whole sequence where he's chasing the bouncing ball. It felt, it didn't even feel lazy. It just didn't feel all that well thought out. No. Mm-hmm. It felt 
like three minutes too long. No, oh, that too. Yeah. 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 Like, like I'm just like Arnold's just, just chasing a little girl around a play place. Forever. Trying to take her like bouncy ball from her. That is my ball. Yeah. yeah and it could have been, I think, f- maybe funnier for me if it if they again leaned into Schwarzenegger's big meanness. Yeah. He, he would have gotten stuck in, in that playland tube for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, actually, I thought that's what I'd forgotten. You and thought I was going to go. I thought he was going to get stuck and then just be screaming. And it's like some nightmare thing <laughs> where he's stuck in this playland thing. Oh, and I God. thought, oh, that would be kind of funny. But then it didn't. Instead, nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. just gets beat up by 20 purses by women who think he's a pervert. Uh huh. Yeah. You said that you thought the end of this movie felt like they didn't know what to do anymore or like. What did you say about the yeah, off I think the rails? I, I think, think it is. goes so quickly off the rails, partially because the resolution is that uh, getting back a little bit to uh, we talked earlier about how you you Bill thought he could have like decided you know what I'd rather be with my family than get this toy. Yeah, I think that's almost what is happening because yeah. he is walking up to the, he goes to the, he, his whole thing is I'm going to go to the parade. Mm-hmm. So he's walking to the parade, then he sees Liz and. Phil Hartman's characters, Ted, Ted, Liz and Ted in the van, like, and he thinks they're about to smooch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then as he's getting angry about that and going to approach the van is when he gets swept away because the, the cop, cop shows up yeah. again. So he was planning on just going there to be he with his family. Given up on Turbo Man. And then when running away from the cop, he ends up in a backstage area and then gets accidentally dressed up as Turbo Man somehow. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, oh, you, like... I don't think you had a good ending in mind. It felt like it, like mm. Phil Hartman being in this helps, but like it felt like an SNL skit. A lot of problems with SNL skits is like that last five seconds of the skit is like, and it's done now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay. I guess to me, I feel like the middle of the movie was the part that didn't feel well planned out, mm-hmm. and that it seems obvious to me from the beginning of the movie with like the Turbo Man skit and just what Turbo Man looks like that that will be the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. So then the end just feels kind of inconsequential to me. Yeah. Well, and I would have been, I think. I mean, the middle, right? It, it feels I would have felt more okay with it if I felt like Arnold had any choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. Because it's completely an accident that he becomes Turbo Man mm-hmm. and a complete accident that he gets this toy. And even when he gets the toy, he's confused about what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, until Booster's like, pick a kid. <laughs> it is confusing. And you wouldn't let a kid crawl on your parade floor like that. No, anymore. yeah. There's a lot of really risky things that <laughs> yeah. they were already planning on doing in that parade uh-huh. that even got worse. But it just, because it wasn't Arnold taking a step and making a choice yeah. yeah that's where it bugged me a little bit and then it was literally when he starts flying around that it cro- like it leans into that completely unbelievable yeah. like everything else obviously is played up for comedy that's mm-hmm. how movies work but the ridiculousness of the sudden like jetpack and flying through the building Sinbad and shoots his hand off for he, real Sim- yeah Sinbad <laughs> has like a robotic hand that he shoots off <laughs> Sinbad also knew about this parade and about how to find the bad guy's <laughs> yeah. costume. And there's just so much that happens in that moment that it felt like they were thinking in the writer's room, okay, let's make this last scene a comic book movie. Yeah. But let's not make it make any sense. Uh-huh. And let's not give it any sort of weight other than, hey, your kid's going to dangle off a building. I hope you can learn to fly in two <laughs> minutes. It's all just child endangerment. There, there comes a, a point when he gets up on the when he gets up on the roof. When the kid gets up on the roof, there's a point yeah. in which I'm like, I am not. This is not fun. Yeah. No, because and even like, no one is trying to help him. There are so many police officers. Yeah. And they, oh no, ma'am, it's all a part of the show. So, yeah, <laughs> that was a very Canadian Patrick Warburton that just showed up. <laughs> I'm glad you recognized my character. <laughs> Retire now. 
<laughs> I have a question, and this is a deeply important question to me. Has, has any of you or anyone you know ever enjoyed a parade? What? <laughs> I can tell you that our friend Valerie Barr is a lover of parades, yeah. and they cry when they watch parades. Sorry people, for outing that, Val. It's people working together. Yeah. It's beautiful. I, now, now that I have a kid, we, we've, taken, we've been able to take him to a couple parades, mm-hmm. and it's kind of fun. It's like, oh, look at that thing go by. The St. Patrick's Day Parade in uh, Utah is very Look it. at that thing go by. That's what a parade is, Nick. That's look what life that, is, Nick. Look at, yeah. <laughs> I don't need to go and stand for hours in the cold to look at a thing go by. But, Nick, yeah. you can't ignore the fact that people wake up early on Thanksgiving morning to just watch a parade on TV. Ooh, I watch that one. I like that. Yeah, uh, but, but, but do, <laughs> do they enjoy it? Or and do the, they just do it? If you could see Sonic, Cabbage Patch Kids, The Tick, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Everyone Ninja Turtles. was at this parade. Gumby. Gumby. If you could the see all of hat. them in one place at one time and you were a kid without the internet, yes, I would yeah. be at that Ooh, parade. Without the internet seems key to me. I was a kid without the internet. Yeah. And I hated every parade I was ever in or had to be at. Well, Hold up. <laughs> you were in parades? That's the question. I was in marching bands, man. Oh. Okay. That seems like you would hate that. It was like, yeah. not miserable. You, but anybody would hate it's, that. it's miserable. Mm-hmm. And you play the same damn song and your back hurts and your feet hurt and you just keep walking and then there's something <laughs> that one of the floats breaks down and so you, you have to you, stand there you stand there yeah. and then when you get done you have to go find the bus so you can go back to school your parents are there they can just take you home but you can't you have to go back to school on the bus and then somebody has to come and pick you up from the school it's yeah. just a bunch of horse shit and I want to see it banned from all countries all parades on, on oh, humanitarian parades. basis. <laughs> wow. I'm glad this happened now. People, people like parades, Nick. More parades. Why? Uh, what do you like about parades? <laughs> you get to see funny little cars driving around. I think it's fun yeah, the, specifically the... in Butte because you see people that you know in the parades. <laughs> and it's like, ah, I know that person. Are oh, you I've, been, I've been to that company's Ooh, Also, as a kid, before. they throw candy at you. Yeah, you get they candy. They used to. They don't anymore. As you get, you they get, hand you candy at some places. Yeah. You get candy at some of the parades here. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah. the parades here are nice. The tree parades. Yeah, nice. They're they're short. Yeah. They're like there's not that many people here. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be in one. No. You people are out of your minds. I was in a couple. I get. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I I'm, I appreciate your perspective. You're. Let's IMDb go stand tri- in the cold and just look around at things. <laughs> yeah. And this is also this movie is set in Minnesota, right? Yeah. That it's sucks. gonna be cold. Yeah. That's not good. And the kid, this is the only thing. The kid's like super excited. Got to get in front row. They high five over the cat in the hat. Over the cat in the hat. (laughs) There's so many cooler people at that parade. First of all, I do have to say, I even texted Matt. I was like, the tick. Yeah, it's weird. I was confused by that. Yeah, you texted all of us, the tick. And for those that hadn't watched the movie yet, it's like, what? Uh, the tick is in Jingle All the Way? I was for him to show up, too. And it, it was the best it. version of the tick. The it was that, that yeah. cartoon version of the tick. It was an awesome costume. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, even as a kid. Paddington's in this movie, too. Oh, that was a what great Paddington Paddington's in here. It was just a lot of characters who, at the time, didn't have, like, movie licenses. <laughs> yeah. So they could be in this movie. The Ninja Turtles movie had come out pretty fast. Yeah, uh, They might all. Yeah. But like, all no, of those might be Fox properties. Uh, Ooh, I don't Ninja know. Ninja Turtles was independent until they were bought by Nickelodeon. So, but when they were made, when they were a cartoon, yeah, really, yeah, because they aired on Fox. They were not. I think they were their own thing. Because hmm. like New Line is New Line Fox. No, New Line's Warner Brothers. Movies, That's who made the movie. Yeah, because okay. the movie for its time was like the highest grossing independent. Yeah, something. it was the highest oh, grossing yeah. independent film of all time, or something like. that. Know what that is now? 
Uh, wait, wait, what? Iron Man? No. What? I'm pretty sure it's the Phantom Menace. Yep. Oh, God. Wow. That was independently made. Yep. Oh, George yeah. Lucas. Right. <laughs> George Lucas was just like, I'm going to make this movie. Freaking Get weird. me Jake Lloyd. <laughs> yeah. Like he, yeah, he spent all, uh, all of that was all Lucasfilm. So that's all his. Huh. Speaking of Jingle All the Way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this movie also features, much like last week's, a wrestler in a Santa costume. I was wondering if you would know who that was because it, it is like uh, some. I knew is that who Goldberg? that was. Is no. Goldberg? Wait, wait. Let me try guess again. Is it Triple H? No. no. <laughs> one more guess. You get one more guess. Is it Goldberg? <laughs> you no. said that already. I know, All right, I'm anymore. gonna guess. All right. Is it the Big Show? It, that is his name that was now. Big Show. That's I love big, big Show. At the time, he was known as Paul Paul White or the Giant because uh-huh. this was in his days of WCW uh-huh. and this has been Matt's Wrestling Corner oh yeah he's um, like a wrestler annual Christmas side show is yeah. Matt's he, Wrestling Corner he had the line delivery of a professional wrestler yeah and he just did like the uh 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 <laughs> you know what's weird is... I'm gonna deck your holes <laughs> so he he says, that? that's what he says oh, and then he good. punches Vern Troyer across <laughs> yeah. the oh, room oh my god um, so he's shown up in a few things that I uh, like he's in an episode of Psych um, which is quite good uh, it's actually a very funny, it's a riff on Blair Witch uh, mm. and it's, it's quite fun, but mm. it's weird to see him now versus then like back then oh, he yeah. could still move. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He stands around in a suit on this, on the show. Well, no, he still mostly, wrestles right? occasionally. He's sort of like a brand ambassador for Aww. WWE now where it's like, he's somebody they can bring out who always is known by everyone. Yeah. Oh yeah. But he moves very slow. Yeah, now. and when he did his suspender thing in here, I was like, oh, look at you, you can really move now. Yeah, that, that would was take his... him an hour. Now. Oh, my gosh. When you say his suspender thing shows that he has more range of movement, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to think about the decline. Oh, well, no. it's also, I think, uh, he is someone who is who was purposefully originally billed as, like, the son of Andre. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was early on. And so people saw him as, like, the Andre the Giant type. Andre the Giant is a man who could never move well. Right. He always was moving slowly. And so that's just a thing that people with that body type suffer from in older age is, like, yeah, dude, you're that's a lot of weight to be moving around. Well, I mean, he's got to be what? He's got to be in his, at least in his late 40s. Yeah, mid to late at 40s, I'd say. And, I mean, with that body type, that's just hard on your joints. It's hard on everything. So I, I'm not picking on him. No. I want to be clear about that. But I was just impressed at, like, oh, look, he's, like, lightly moving around. It's not the big show I'm used to. Yeah. Um, in other things. He's, got, he's actually a pretty decent actor. Um, he's very charming. Yeah, and in, in mm-hmm. uh, Psych, he was he was very charming. Uh, check it out. And funny. Like, he was very I, funny. In a couple I, I want to touch upon this real quick since we're here is the big show shows up in a, oh, God. a Santa <laughs> Claus fight scene. Yeah. Uh, and, and how do we get there? Uh, while looking for a Turbo Man, Jim Belushi plays some sort of Skeezy Santa. Black, yeah, man like, Santa. Yeah. like a common black market Santa. It takes him to a warehouse. By the way, <laughs> don't. Don't go with him. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's like I'm gonna. I got. He shows him by. He's like, oh, I got a picture, and he shows him like this hostage situation picture of a Turbo Man next to a newspaper of the newspaper. same date. Yeah. What are we talking about? I loved that part. That was I, so. I was also okay with that. I also really love when they get to the warehouse and everyone who works in the warehouse is dressed like Santa, Santa or Mrs. Claus. Uh-huh. Uh, but he, he, the Turbo Man, he gets is a is a knockoff. Uh, Spanish-speaking version, so that he wants also his money falls back. apart immediately. Yeah, yeah. so I he, thought the Spanish-speaking thing was hilarious. I thought uh-huh, that was funny. That, that caught me off guard. I wasn't prepared for it, and when yeah, when he starts to open it and then he says the line in Spanish, I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, a good giveaway. And then we have so we start this big Santa Claus fight scene. There's a ninja Santa, Ugh. 
Uh, yeah, and yeah, this I this is done without that. This yeah. is when I was really disappointed, and this is what I want to come back to with this not being an Arnold movie. Is Arnold takes the Santa out with a candy cane? Yeah, uh, he's about to have like there's a candy cane nunchuck thing, mm-hmm. and when he hits him, he says, "Shut up." <laughs> and to me, Arnold has always been this person who has like a punch up writer off screen. Yeah, who's like. Oh, like he would have had the deck the halls line. I'm trying yeah. to think of one now, and I can't. Yeah, so but yeah, I mean, he's got to get the job. Bill. That's <laughs> what he. That's what he does. Like, yeah. even in his, like at the, uh, the, I think, probably not the most famous one, but one of the more famous ones is the end of True Lies, which is mm-hmm. he's about to shoot the guy off of the shoot the guy on a missile into a building, yeah. and he looks at him and says, "You're fired." Yeah, you know, like it's <laughs> that kind of thing, and he does that a lot. Um, whether or not you like it, that's a big part of Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And he didn't do that. <laughs> there's none of that. This is his yeah. one opportunity because this is the scene where he's fighting the most people. And there's just, there's no Christmas death puns to be had. No, I did like that. It was sort of like an Indiana Jones moment though. Of like bit. this guy's coming at him with the nunchucks and like doing all this like really like yeah. uh, flaily stuff. And then he just like grabs a candy cane. And just, it doesn't quite read though. There's just something flat about it. Well, especially because yeah. it doesn't like, it's a bad fight scene. Because yeah. he only takes out like two guys, and uh-huh. then everyone else just overpowers him very quickly. And the again, the only reason he survives or wins is because the cops show up, uh-huh. and then and then he gets to pretend to be a cop. <laughs> he impersonates a cop. <laughs> That's definitely one of the illegal things he does <laughs> yeah. in this movie. Like it's weird. I'm like I'm overly paranoid. I like grew up overly paranoid about like doing things because like if I ever did anything wrong, I got in trouble. Mm-hmm. I never got away with shit. Like ever, no matter what happened, I was always the one that got in trouble. So I was like, this is exactly what America wants, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is how I am the perfect American citizen because I am terrified of Big breaking Brother's the rules. Yes, <laughs> and he grabs a badge, and I immediately went, oh, oh no. <laughs> Like, and then he went through with it and I, the, the moment's funny. Yeah. Like his, his little diatribe there is Mm -hmm. funny, I Uh think, but I was so beside myself with like, (laughs) no, you're going to go to prison forever. Um, well, he hasn't done anything good to make you like him. So there's not a lot of sympathy going around in this movie. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, you really hit it on the head earlier where it was like, this is about getting the toy to get the toy, not to be good to his family mm-hmm. or to really get better about making promises. Mm-hmm. It's literally just like, it's like he's at work. Like mm-hmm. it's that whole thing of, yeah. and it takes his son giving away the toy at the end for him to kind of realize that. Oh, but then, <laughs> but then to jump ahead to the stinger, his wife is like, what did you get me? Which is then suddenly it's just like, this movie wasn't about anything because she didn't learn anything. He, yeah. Like, she didn't realize like, oh yeah, thanks for saving my son, our listen, son. Yeah. There's no uh, internalization. I don't need of, a present. Yeah. Uh, the message of the movie did not carry. Yeah. And, and again, can't emphasize, empathizes, uh, emphasize this enough is that this movie has an after credit scene. Yeah. Yeah. With a bunch of Marvel characters. Coincidence? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Wait, it has a bunch of Marvel characters? On his wall. On his wall. They're Wait, not in that scene. They're not in that scene. In that no, but credit. like, <laughs> oh, it's a movie with Marvel. Yes. Marvel characters are in this movie, and there's an right. after credit scene. This is, right. this and is... it's a superhero in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Nick it's... Fury shows up with both eyes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, between this and that, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the Captain Marvel preview uh, prequel. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, weird. I want to before uh, we're we're going a little bit long yeah. on this episode, but I want to talk about the director's cut. So, yeah. <laughs> so the Blu-ray has a director's cut. And we can get through this pretty quickly because I guess it's one of those, like, I don't know if you guys watch director's cuts when they're on DVDs and stuff. Usually, if you watch it, 
it's not a better movie. Yeah. Hardly ever. Ever. And the changes that are made, you're like, that's what you decided to change? That was like your vision of like, mm, if I could change one thing about that movie, yeah. this is what it would be. This has a lot of that. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll lead with the biggest change in the movie as far as something you would notice being different in the movie. Uh, when they go to that first toy store, uh, when they're told there's no Turbo Men here, but one lady in a fur coat just got one on layaway. Mm. What we see in the movie is he goes outside, he sees a woman driving off in her car, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and he starts running after her. Mm-hmm. What happens in the director's cut is he runs outside, sees a woman in a fur coat who has a Turbo Man box, and he stops her. And it turns out to be the wrong woman because she only has a booster toy. Oh. But that woman's played by Yardley Smith. Oh. Which would have been like a nice little. Is that Marge Simpson? It's Lisa. It's Lisa. Oh. Um, that would have been like a nice little additional uh, person in this, another Simpsons alum. But it uh, they just cut that, and then he just runs outside and sees the car. So, Which, if I was in the editing room, I'd be like, well, let's cut this first yeah. one. Yeah, because totally there's pointless. already, like, a, you don't need another stumbling block on the way to that woman. Yeah. Like, it's the she is the stumbling block, essentially. Right. Um, Nothing even comes of that woman, right? No. She just drives away? Yeah. She it? gets scared of him and drives away, and, like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh-huh. Um, other things are that they swap music in some mm-hmm. scenes. So like the music that um, plays during the Santa fight and the music that plays during like the the ball chase yeah. are just swapped. How do you even notice that? I well, didn't. I had to look that part. Like <laughs> okay. I looked these up as well. Is like okay. it's just one of those things of that it it doesn't make the scene better. It doesn't make either scene better. It just is different. Yeah. And I don't understand why that is. It doesn't even feel like a director's cut. More just like this was a rough edit where we had these pieces of music. It's, that's what it feels like. It feels like all the stuff that they were like. When they were trimming the final cut for time, they were like, yeah, let's get rid of these. Yeah. Because there's more, there's a few extra lines of uh, a Jim Belushi talking like in, in the car on the way to the warehouse, but it's not anything of substance. It's just like him talking about Santa stuff. Uh-huh. So not important. Um, and then, yeah, there's just the, the, the cop scene is a little bit longer when he's pretending to be a cop. Okay. Um, but again, doesn't change anything mm-hmm. uh and then there's a scene where he's the when he's his car gets all like picked for parts there's a scene where he's in the tow truck trying to figure out how he's gonna lie to liz about what happened oh yeah his car was why did that happen it just did apparently just in a minneapolis is a rough, town. A rough place yeah. next to the diner from mighty ducks is a <laughs> yeah. rough place to be um but yeah so that's all that's really added. Oh. Like, it's just additional dialogue in scenes. There's more dialogue of Sinbad talking about the, the gun, the Johnny... Uh, the Johnny... Johnny so, 7 OMA gun. Yeah. Um, there's more of him talking about that. But it's all little cuts that are sh- clearly should have been made. Uh-huh. And yeah. maybe even make me think of other parts of the movie that should have been trimmed out <laughs> even more. Yeah. So, this movie was already pretty was short. Pretty short. <laughs> Doesn't hit 90 minutes quite. Yeah. Like, can we cut this? No, we, we can't <laughs> cut that. We, we cut too much already. Uh... Uh, yeah, to wrap that up though, I do want to. I don't want to get through this conversation without mentioning. I think my favorite line of the movie, okay, which comes from Sinbad, had to have been improved. It's when he's running down the, through the parade, and he like runs over one of the ornaments. Like oh. there's like people in ornament suits, and he yells, "Get out of my way, box!" <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> he knocks over this like box ornament, like wrapped present, per, like mascot suit. Yeah. And not only is that great, get out of my way, box. But when the box falls over, all the other ornament people turn and like look really sad. <laughs> so good. 
That part is so funny. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that feels like it had to have happened on accident. Uh Like that, I don't think anyone was that clever making this movie, Uh but they were probably just like, look at the box when it falls. But it looks like the ornaments are so sad that it made that moment so good. Yes, I wrote that down in my notes. It's a very good part, too. My favorite line was when the kid, when Ted's kid, who mm-hmm. seems nice, like yeah, they were like, like a, a genuine child yeah. friendship, yeah. which is a little weird, uh, when Ted's son is like, I named him Ted after my dad. <laughs> <laughs> he names a reindeer Ted. I thought that was so Well, funny. and that's only in there so that later on they could say, uh, when she's he, when, Ted. Yeah, <laughs> when he calls his son what? and she's like, I think she's next door petting Ted. What? And what kid would say that anyway? Right, because literally he found out that reindeer's name was Ted. Ted two seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, what's your favorite line, Nick? Yeah, Nick, what is I'm it? I'm trying. Bill, do you have a favorite line? I do. Oh, go for it. I'm still it, working on it. It's, uh, I forget what causes it. Oh, it's, uh, so Schwarzenegger calls home and he has an argument with Jake Lloyd over the phone, which yes. by the way, if, if my dad was ever like, I need to talk to your mom and be like, here you go, mom. Like, mom, dad's on the phone. That doesn't happen. They have an argument. They get because she was fight. next door petting Ted. Yeah, he's yeah, next door. It was, it was getting a little frisky there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, maybe it's the wrong scene, but Rita Wilson has a moment where she just goes, damn you, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I was like, yeah. Because she like, walks in the house as he like slams the phone yeah. and runs away. Yeah. Like, damn you, Howard. <laughs> it's like, yeah, damn you, Howard. Who are these movies about dads who have bad jobs There's so for? many. There's who a are lot they of for, them. though? Who are they for? What That's is a, a very good question. What is like a dad with a bad job movie? Is he just learning a little bit more about like what is dad? Is it supposed to be teaching children what dads do at work or I something? I think it's sort of that like, I think it's the more the response to that 50s, 60s mentality of like you don't ask about your dad's work. Your uh-huh. dad just goes to work. It doesn't matter what he does. He makes money for us. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of if like... That, if that's ever told to you, your dad is a mafioso. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> like, I'm thinking like The Wonder Years and like those types of shows that are set yeah. in this era where the dad goes to work and no one ever questions what he does or what he's doing or what he just comes home, he needs a beer. That's yeah. what you know about dad. Yeah. Yeah. And I think these were sort of a response. These are movies written by the guys who had those dads. Oh, that makes sense. These are the movies where guys are yeah. writing about their shitty dads. Yeah. And they're just like, my dad worked all the time. Work was more important to him than we were. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write about that to instead of paying for therapy. I don't have a favorite line. I don't I don't like <laughs> put the cookie down. <laughs> no. No, I I think my favorite line is really this is a sick world. I like I, yeah. I thought the delivery of it was so good. Uh, I remember all of a sudden headlines like yeah. bang alimony to a woman who slept at everyone but <laughs> at the post office but me. It was okay, actually I think that is my favorite line <laughs> cuz I do like he just gets angry so well. Uh-huh. And yeah. he was very uh, <laughs> to a woman who's not with everyone at the post office except me. So good, <laughs> so good. Um, so okay, let's uh, move on to how we would fix this. Uh, I'll start because mine is the simplest. I think I also like yours a lot. I think the the fix here, nineteen ninety six. I I think this is tailor made for Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. My biggest problem with really getting into this is I just never connected with Schwarzenegger in this movie. I, I never wasn't sure who he was. I wasn't sure what he was reacting to most of the time. And like mm-hmm. there were moments where I was expecting a big reaction and those reactions didn't come. And then I pictured Jim Carrey doing the same thing. And I was like, oh, I would have enjoyed that. Yeah. He would have um, made a crazy face mm-hmm. or or just body movement or something like when I, I think the specific moment is when he comes out and sees that someone has vandalized his car. Yeah. And he just has his same 
mouth turned down. Hmm. <laughs> just like reaction. a shaking the head, just like mm. yeah. And I could imagine Jim Carrey, you know, especially in his with his character from Liar Liar, uh-huh. comes out and is like, oh, <laughs> you know, and giving me a little more to work with. I mean, picture mm-hmm. Jim Carrey doing that play place scene. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Like him climbing through there and trying to chase down this little making girl. Making a really weird face. Yeah. 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 Always like, making the face. Yeah. I So that for me is like, I just feel like this movie, with the exception of Sinbad, well, I don't know, maybe just uh, Schwarzenegger and Jake Lloyd, I just feel like we're miscast. Jim Belushi's fine. Jim Belushi's fine. He's very threatening. Yeah. Like, um, but that would be the big one. I think there are other things that are probably not right about it, but that was the one that kept me mm-hmm. liking it from liking it, really. Matt, how would you fix Jingle All the Way, or would you? I didn't put anything in my notes <laughs> of how I would fix it. I, In your mind, it's perfect. Well, in my mind, it's just it exists as it is. Uh, it doesn't because... seem like you like it that much. You no, just I like would... to look at it. I very much enjoy the experience of watching this movie. Yeah. I can see the problems. Mm-hmm. Like Much like when we were talking about Super Mario Brothers, all the things that Nick says are valid about that movie. <laughs> but that movie feels like people are trying really hard to make it. Oh, they're trying too hard in yeah. some places, I think, is maybe the problem on that yeah. one. That's a very good point. Um, <laughs> and in this one, I think there are places where they weren't trying hard enough. So I think, going back to what I was talking about earlier, I think giving Arnold a bit more... like of control over his own destiny Mm -hmm. would be good because this whole movie is about him trying hard to get something and failing at it. But then even when he succeeds, it's never by his own merits. Like when he gets out of the warehouse scene, it's only because the cops show up Mm -hmm. and like, yeah, he fakes being a cop, but they were going to pulverize him if he didn't, if the cops didn't show up. The end is the weirdest accident that can happen to someone. Yeah, he gets handed the toy. He he gets handed the toy, but he also, before that, gets dressed up as a character to be put in a parade because he walked through a random door and the previous guy was paralyzed by being in the jetpack. Yeah. He was was more than paralyzed. It was also, yes, he showed brain function finally. And that's really good. I loved that scene. I was going to say, actually, it's a really well shot scene. Yeah. And I think it's a really, like, well-done sort of reveal scene. But I think the idea of that being the climax of your movie, like, right before, like, I guess after that is, like, the climax is when he's rescuing him. Uh But this lead-up to that moment is weird that it's so accidental when it's, like, we're supposed to be, like, rooting for this guy to try his hardest and get what he wants. Yeah. And in the end, nothing he really did had any effect on him doing what he wanted to do. Until he randomly walked in a door. Yeah. Right after giving up on getting the toy. After running from the cops. Yeah. yeah the cop he has insulted like three or four times. Uh-huh. The cops motivate a lot of the actions of this film. Yeah. Like anytime they needed to like move to another thing, they're like, ooh, let's it's throw the cops. cops back in there. Yeah. Like he goes to back up and he backs into the cop's motorcycle, which is a very funny moment. I will give Arnold that because yeah. he, he like looks around and he's like, I'm just going to pick this up. <laughs> like, no one saw that happen. And then the cop obviously walks out. You broke my little mirror. That's another one. <laughs> That's a very good line. Um, but yeah, I would, my little mirror. I, I would yeah. say just maybe some slight tweaks and rewrites, which I'm basing this on the fact that reading about this said that they didn't have a lot of time to plan yeah. this movie. So I'm guessing they didn't have a lot of passes at the script. Um, Why can't they just wait till the next Christmas to do it? Money. Okay. I'm sure it was like, it if you does, don't make this now, we're not making it. Yeah, huh? there's a lot that goes into that that is very, very strange. There's a reason that uh, Justice League got rushed out uh-huh. was because the way everything works with the finances is if everybody wanted to get their bonuses, then the movie had to come out at a certain point. Yeah, it's it's mm. 
it's a very weird, not not really conducive to great art mm-hmm. all the time. Sometimes deadlines are really helpful, though. Yeah. So, I mean, because if we didn't have deadlines, George Lucas would still be working on the first Star Wars movie. Like, he would still be working on writing it and directing it. But you get deadlines, then... Yeah, I was going to say, ultimate example of this currently happening, James Cameron, Avatar. Yeah. He's got eight of these movies planned, and he's made one. And nobody likes it anymore. (laughs) Yeah, and since no one is, like, breathing down his neck to make them, he can just take as long as he wants. Yeah. And he made all of the money, so he yeah. gets to do whatever he, he can just live at the bottom of the sea now and make his Pretty much what he wants to do. Yeah, who lives it? Yeah. Um, uh, Bill, how would you fix Jingle All the Way? Uh, two ideas that I think we floated around. Um, I would have made Sinbad the main actor or character. He's obviously he's the villain in this movie, and he does some horrendous things, but. We, we talked about Schwarzenegger not being put enough on, upon by anybody, and Sinbad is definitely more down on his luck, struggling harder than Arnold Schwarzenegger is in this movie. I don't think his character has a very good life. It's sort of uh, implied that he's a functioning alcoholic mailman. <laughs> oh, that just... really sad moment when he's like yeah. complaining about his life. Uh, complaining is a harsh term. But like he's talking about his life and how he ended up where he is. And all Arnold can think of in that moment is, oh, my son's going to become a drunk mailman. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I, so that was maybe the, the most sympathetic thread we had for that character. But I, I think Sinbad, just based on the performance he gave, would have been much better as Howard Langston. I agree. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, as Matt sort of said this, it's just more punch up for Arnold. I, I think this movie seemed like it was written for Jim Carrey. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger got the role. Yes. Certainly and for somebody who could improvise. The, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just more punch up. What if Phil just... Hartman just played the dad? That's what I was thinking the whole time, too. I think he would have been really funny. As a yeah, I, I yeah. agree with that. I th- my uh, Jim Carrey is one idea. I think just recasting yeah. like mm. that lead role is not a Schwarzenegger role. Yeah. yeah. Like, I hate to say that because you always want, you know, you want you want to branch out and try different things. Yeah. Well, now we know you, you can't do that. Like, well, yeah. And I think Phil Hartman has that voice and look of like the 50s American dad and to see that person getting like stomped on and crunched through a whole movie mm-hmm. like trying yeah. to find a toy and just kind of flipping that on its head like the perfect dad and the perfect Christmas but bad things are happening to him and he's falling down a lot yeah yeah is that is that your fix no okay. my fix would be that <laughs> Matt sent us that really good trailer for this movie the trailer for this movie is fucking if you awesome. look up Jingle All the Way trailer there is an amazing trailer which I think is voiced by Don LaFontaine yeah yeah and it's just the most Arnold Schwarzenegger trailer yeah he's like, like in the sewer and there's lightning and it's yeah. like now he must face his greatest yeah, he's challenge like, aliens robots yeah. he's defeated them all but now he must get def- a toy for his son yeah uh, and it shows the part of the movie where he's running through the toy store slowed down and it makes it look interesting interesting and then it has the reveal of Sinbad at the end and that's also interesting so I think if they had made this a Christmas action movie for real where the things he was doing were like good stunts and he was going through the ringer but the ringer was like wire work and and exploding cars or something like that like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie but about a dad trying to get a present for his kid I think that would be better. Kind of like the last it. last action hero Christmas. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, uh, oh, I hate that I'm citing this movie, Home Alone 3. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, okay. Is that your real good? No. <laughs> uh, it's very bad. But as far as like raising the stakes on a classic Christmas movie, yeah. that movie is about a, like, 
Russians maybe hide a like microchip that can control missiles in a remote control car, uh-huh. and then Kevin McAllister gets a hold of that remote control car. Yeah. And so wait, it's is not- it still Kevin McAllister? No. Yeah. Well, it's not. Macaulay yeah. Hulk. It's not, the it's not Macaulay. No, Hogan, it's but not. Is but it's the Kevin same McAllister. character. I'm yeah. pretty sure it is. I well, because think- I know he is in the fourth one. Yeah, maybe it's not in this one, but in the fourth one he is. You're right. Can you motherfucking um, believe this? There's before there's they four. made a fourth one, <laughs> but in this one the stakes are that like these international terrorists are essentially trying to like get this toy back from this kid. Yeah, and that's a plot line you can do in an Arnold movie. Yeah, it does not go to the action movie lengths that I think you're thinking in Home Alone three. Right, but that is like you could have this sort of like the warehouse scene with the Santa be run by this weird yeah. terrorist group and. Arnold has to fight them for a toy. I don't think I think the stakes stay the same, but the joke is the escalation of the action moviness of it instead of the escalation of like the cartoon violence because that didn't work. I think that's very good. Yeah, yeah. I also agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Well, uh, let's go ahead and move on to how we would rate <gasps> this. Wait, we have to apply the Ernest test to this. Oh, one. does Ernest make this yes. be- better? No, I think you I have say to no. sacrifice Sinbad for Ernest. Yes, I agree oh, with that. Oh yeah, you're I right. I don't know about the Ernest test. I haven't. I, I oh, okay. So we have <laughs> Sam and I came up with this idea. I think Sam mostly came up with this idea that you can look at most movies and most bad ask, movies, most yeah. bad movies, and ask, would Ernest P. Worrell make this movie <laughs> better or not? Uh-huh. I don't think any of them would make it worse. I think so far they've all been better. They've all been better. <laughs> yeah. I think not for this one. I think maybe one. not for this one too. I think if you replace Jim Belushi with Ernest. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. You get a pretty good like Creepy conniving Santa. Santa. He can I, do a bad, he can do a conniving voice too. Yeah. yeah. Are you talking about evil the, Ernest from Ernest Escapes Jail or yes, Prison? Definitely. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I Ernest goes to jail. Like, I just pictured that like sneaky voice coming out from behind that Santa at the mall. <laughs> that would be, like, be so good. Hey buddy, you need a turn. Okay, I would, I would agree with that one. Yeah, not replacing Sinbad, definitely. Even no. though you get a Sinbad Ernest movie? What? Come on, this is but Infinity War. <laughs> but in an alternate dimension where Ernest was the mailman would also be pretty good, I think. Yeah. Because I think Ernest and Arnold would be a good combo. I think Ernest would make a sadder mailman, though. Like, when he's telling the story about his sad son and stuff. He's a Shakespearean training. I'd be way sadder of him telling that story (laughs) and drinking. But Sinbad's so good, I don't know. I wouldn't take No, I wouldn't take out Sinbad. I I definitely definitely would not. Put Ernest somewhere in this movie, though. Okay. I don't know. I, I I like the idea of swapping out Jim Belushi. Actually, I, I think that having right. that that would be interesting. So yeah. that's our would Ernest make it better <laughs> I love segment. It. The answer is maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, now we need to move on to how we would rate this, and uh, each of us has our own rating system. Let's start with Bill. Bill, how would you rate? Jingle all the way. <laughs> I was like, Ernest goes to jail. <laughs> uh, I like Ernest goes to jail. <laughs> we should talk about those movies later. <laughs> that should be like a series on this podcast. Like, series. Just oh, do all of those. I would like that. I think there Ernest are, thoughts on Ernest. I think there are only two bad Ernest movies, <laughs> and the other three don't belong on here. I but I could be all wrong. Kind of bad. Yeah, I think they're all kind of bad. Dare you all. Uh, I haven't so, seen them since I was a little kid. Yeah, so that's the problem. I don't. I don't have a traditional rating system, but I do watch these movies with my wife, who I love very much, and she gives looks to some of these films when really peculiar things happen. Uh, this movie <laughs> only warranted one look, and that was when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger tried karate poses. <sighs> that's fair. That's, that's fair. That's right what I said. She had to be going like, "What am I in?" She for? was livid at the. Uh, <laughs> there's a scene 
where Phil Hartman is going to take over baking the sugar cookies because mm-hmm. 13 to 15 minutes is too long. <laughs> oh, you would have burnt the cookies. You would have burnt those cookies. You do not wait till sugar cookies are golden brown. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't want... Yeah, you don't want golden brown sugar cookies. No. You want, some, like, so, nice... you want just slightly... Yeah. Just, All right. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot less looks than the last movie I was on, which I think was Existence or Existence. Mm. Um, Still just kind of a silly movie. I would I would agree with that, Matt. Uh, my rating system is a possessed mushroom puppet scale of enjoyment out of five. Uh, as much as I've like nitpicked this movie, I still enjoy watching it. I'm still going to keep watching it. I bought the Blu-ray. Uh, I don't need to watch the director's cut ever again. But the regular cut gets a solid four out of five possessed mushroom puppets. Not bad. Deranged, <laughs> Sam. Uh, <laughs> mine is the European toilet system, where it's one. There's two buttons on European toilets. You push the big one for poop and the little one for pee. This movie had some legitimately funny jokes, none of which were delivered by Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I think I would have to give this one a poop flush because I don't ever want to watch it again or see it in my life. But I don't know. I enjoyed parts of it, but a poop flush. I'm sticking with that. Okay. Uh, my rating system is what Star Wars movie is it? Which is going to be real interesting next week. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, but this week... This week, this is actually one of the easier ones I've had to choose because I honestly, I don't think this is bad. I just really don't like it. Uh It's not really for me. It's not the kind of comedy I like for the most part. It's not. It's so this is Rogue One. Mm -hmm. All right. Feel it. It's yeah. (laughs) It's I don't think Rogue One is a bad movie. I just don't like it. I don't like the choices they made. I don't I don't like a lot of the performances. There's a lot in there that I just I just I don't like. But that doesn't mean it's bad. And so I don't think this movie is necessarily bad. There are some things that I would do differently and there are some things that get on get on my nerves about it, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily bad. So, yeah. There you go. That's a good movie though. So, Rogue One? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I disagree with you. Yeah, uh, but uh I had to watch it with you two grumpos. <laughs> oh, we were I was so we grumpos until afterwards. We I weren't know, like but scoffing were like, during the movie. No, but I could tell. Everybody you know, looked ended. over at me at the end and was like, "Uh-oh." Because oh, no. like, I was sitting right next to you. I was vindicated. Was, was there just a lot of harumphing in the movie theater? No, no. Just when it was over, you were both like, well, I didn't like that at all. <laughs> I was curled up. I like. I had sunk down into my seat with a very frowny face. And when the lights came up, I'd, one of you looked at me. Probably me. I thought Matt looked at me. And I was, was more like, towards the middle. Of the oh, okay. And I was like in, right in front of us, I think. I, I think and you had the thought like, oh, I don't think Nick liked this. I thought it ruled. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, someday yeah. we'll talk about Rogue One. Uh, okay, finally, Oof. we will. That'll be like a Matt and Nick only. Yeah. <laughs> but it's hard because I don't think Rogue One is bad. I just didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, finally, we want to end with a segment called Real Good where we re- make a recommendation uh, for you to watch something that is maybe kind of like this, but better. Sam, I'm interested what your Real Good's going to be. Uh, I couldn't. Uh, I just want to do a Christmas movie I really like. Is that okay? That's fine. Um, and it's probably one a lot of people have seen, but I just watched Muppet Christmas Carol again. Yeah. And I'm always so blown away by how freaking good that movie is. And I just watched the scene, there's a deleted scene in it, where Michael Caine, young Michael Caine, sings a song to his fiance at the time or whatever she is when he goes back in time and sees himself as a happy young man. And it adds like an extra layer to the movie where it's like a beautiful Scrooge as a young man scene. So watch it and then pause it right when he's about, right when he's with his lady and then go watch this deleted scene of him singing a a duet with her. And then come back. And then come back and finish the movie. 
Except you, you got to be careful when you pause Muppet movies because they make things happen while you pause the screen. Sometimes. They do? If you pause it, they start like singing and things happen <gasps> while the movie's paused. Really? It's very weird when you're trying to like, if you want to like answer a phone call, so you like pause it and then you're like, oh, hey. And then all of a sudden Kermit's talking to you. You're like, ah, I those, thought I paused you. That was wacky Muppet. We're it's... moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> so Muppet Christmas Carol. Excellent. Bill. The perfect movie. Yeah. I feel like mine's too obvious, but I was also trying to think of a Christmas movie. So I chose Die Hard. All right. Great yeah. action movie oh, yeah. over Christmas. Action hero. It's a Christmas action movie. First yeah. two, yeah. Excellent. That's it. <laughs> no, co-sign. Mm-hmm. Matt. Uh, I picked a movie, movies uh, that feature a new awesome toy that everyone wants. At one point, that toy gets broken and starts to speak Spanish. And one of these movies <gasps> ends with a stinger about a new Christmas present in a very similar way that this movie does. And that is the Toy Story trilogy. Mm. Oh yeah, all three of them. I was trying to think yeah. of how that that was all the one. The stinger Toy Story, is the the end of the first one is like when they get the dog. Oh, they got a puppy! Ah, yeah. Uh, and then the third one is when Buzz breaks and speaks Spanish. Is that the second one? No, it's the third, the third one. one. Second one, he gets reset. Yeah, he thinks no, he's real find... Buzz again. Third one is Spanish Buzz. The second one, they find a Buzz who is a new, and they yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. the old. Yes, no, the yeah, Buzz yeah, yeah. gets mixed up. Spanish oh, okay. is definitely the third one. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. right. And then watch... it's soon to be a qua- quadrilogy. Yeah. Fourth one, I yeah. guess, for some reason. A sure. saga. Money. Why not? I mean, also, yeah. it's not like they've made a bad one that's yet. That's true. No, yeah, that's <laughs> they have they... not gone down in quality. Yeah, it's not like with the Cars franchise, like Cars 3 kind of redeems Cars 2, but Cars 2 is so bad <laughs> that when they said they were making a Cars 3, I was like, stop. Cars 3 is still kind of bad, too. It's not the best movie. It's no. not nowhere near as bad as Cars 2. Cars 2 could be on this podcast. I think Cars 1 is really good. I agree. <laughs> Oh, we okay. have a holiday party we have to get to. Yeah, we're <laughs> already late. Yeah, Is it after 7? No, no, but it's 6.30 and I have to change clothes, Nick. Okay. <laughs> I'm um, not pretty yet. All right, well, my real good's very simple. We'll keep it nice and quick. It is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, it is yeah, my yeah. favorite Christmas movie. So good. Hands down. That's so, another one that's a little bit too mean for me. Oh, it's very mean, mm-hmm. but you know mean. I'm mean. But it also is a little sweet at the same time. It's, it's, sweet, it's yeah. sweet, and I, I just I love it when actors freak out well. And Chevy Chase has one of the greatest freakouts of all time in that movie. Yeah, and that's I absolutely true. love it. I so do love a good freakout. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's actually good. I don't like any of the other vacation movies, but I really like that one. I think if so, Arnold had had a really good freakout in this movie, it would have. I agree. Done a lot of wonders for it. Too. I agree, but he was just sort of monotone. His only freakout is the put the cookie down, yeah. and that's not and even that's, a good freakout. It's really. kind of better than the rest of the stuff he does. On. Right, but as far as like him having a breakdown or something. Like that that's not what that is that's just him being really angry about cookies yeah. yeah okay well there you have it the uh the third in our real badmas christmas episodes uh next week is gonna be a feather in all of our caps boy oh, so oh my god uh, <laughs> i watched it already yeah so oh. get get ready for that i'm gonna watch it this week um Thank you guys for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. Matt, you have a podcast. Tell everybody about your podcast. I do have a podcast. It's called I Love It. And Bill was just on it talking about Star Wars. Just on it, yeah. And can we... Yeah. It'll it'll lead into our next week's episode. Yeah. Uh, All about Star Wars Holiday Special next week. So we talk about that a little bit on the podcast. Very, very little bit. Um, uh, But yeah, it's a very good episode with Bill. And then the episode that is up now that you're hearing this is with my fiance, and we're talking about Shakespeare. And the next episode is just about holidays with Woo! my friend Abby. Excellent. Yes. And Bill, you work on a couple of things here. I, I work on SciShow, and I work with Sam on SciShow Kids. And Sam, you you do a few things. Oh, gosh. I'm on so many podcasts now. 
Just two, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I have a podcast with my girlfriend, Rachel, called Real Love. You can see that. Find that at Real Love Pod on Twitter. Every week we watch, every weekish, we watch a movie. Uh, she picks a movie, I pick a movie, we watch them, and we talk about them. And uh, then I'm also on SciShow Tangents, which is SciShow's official podcast, where we goof around about science with Hank Green. It's fun. Thank you guys for doing this. And uh, we got one more in the pipe next week, Woo! which we're actually recording in two days because I'm going to be on vacation. So I have to cut that thing really super fast. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. And uh, if you would like to follow us, you can go to at real bad pod on Twitter. And if you'd like to support what we do here, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash real bad pod and uh, chip in a buck or whatever you'd like. Get some commentaries, get, you know, stuff. Uh, big thanks to Carly B. I love it podcast. Who's sitting right next to me. And Black Duck Studios for being contributors at the level where they get a, you know, a verbal call out on this podcast. Real Bad is a part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. You can go to cageclub.me to check out all of our other podcasts. Uh, a lot about uh, the Fast and the Furious franchise going on, as well as watch the Theron, where we talk about all of the Charlie's Theron movies. As I said, next week is the holiday special for Star Wars. And Whoa. until then, this has been, that may be, I, I don't know if I'll be able to continue after that oh, one. <laughs> I watched the intro, it was so good. <laughs> oh God, and on that note, oh, this has been same. real bad. Real bad.